I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And gosh, it's already been fun. I'm having fun. And now we're going to do Sky is Green stuff, and that's always a good time. Going to get to some emails. Even going to talk about, hey, is your kid getting too chubby? I have an article out there that says your kid. Wait a minute. I can't find this stupid article. Oh, I don't need the dumb article. The article is talking about your kid. And if your kid's getting chubby, there are medications your kid should take. Oh, yeah. I've got some thoughts on that. I'll get to that like 10, 20 minutes. So now I don't know. I don't plan things out, but I got this. Jesse, remember, you can email me your love, your hate, your death threats. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go to Jewish producer Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them. Jesse, yet again. Oh, wait a minute. Hold, pause real quick. All your emails probably don't get to me anymore. That used to be the case. I don't want to be dishonest with you here. That used to be the case. The show uh, got a little bigger than we were expecting, a little bit faster than we were expecting, and we get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes. I, I do get to most of them. You'd say most, right, Chris? They all get read once, but normally by Chris, that most of them get to me. Yes, but I, I, all of them. Look, if you write a five-page email, that's never getting to me. It's just not getting to me. Anyway, Jesse, yet again, your sky's green theory is on full display with Biden's gas stove ban. I saw the start of it last night. Now this morning, everyone everywhere on TV and online are talking about how bad gas stoves are for you. Say goodbye to basically every restaurant, Food Whisperer Kelly. Well, 
I'm glad you brought this up because there's something else that's going on right now or something else that happened. And it's a great example of actually what you are seeing right now with the gas stoves. But before we look forward, let's look backwards. Headline is from the Post Millennial. Network of doctors on Twitter pushing strict COVID policies are discovered to be fake accounts. And this is where I go from being, sometimes I get resentful. You've heard me before. Sometimes I get resentful of the voting public. You've heard me do that with primary voters all the time in the Republican Party. Why don't you show up? You know, so that's human nature. Look, I'm just going to always be honest with you about how I'm feeling. And then sometimes, depending on the situation, sometimes I feel a ton of mercy for these people. Because if you're not you, Again, this is natural for you, and I'm glad you care enough. Set you aside. I'm not worried about you. If you're not you, if you're just a normal person and you're used to working in a normal job and living in a normal country, in a normal community, in a no- and you're just used to, you're used to normal. Normal to you is a sane place a same place where there, where some semblance of the truth has to get through on the news, even if it's a little biased. Where, How do you sit down your neighbor, normie Norm? How do you sit down with Norm and explain to Norm as he just, gets, he just got done telling you, hey, you need to go get vaccinated so you don't spread coronavirus. And you say, Norm, I, I don't care if you're vaccinated or, or not. Vaccinated people, unvaccinated people, they both spread coronavirus. And Norm, again, this is your friend. Maybe it's your brother, neighbor, father, whoever. He means well. And he turns around and he says to you, what, are you crazy? No, I just, I just, I've actually read two or three different doctors just today who told me that they don't. Now, here's our problem. Now, now is when you have to step up and step in and try to, as best you can, explain to Norm that those doctors, they aren't real. And Norm, you, you live in a world that isn't real. And there's so much of it. There's so much work you have to do to show these people that their world is totally fake, that sometimes it feels, I don't know about this for you, but for me it feels insurmountable. I'm not not talking about generally, because you and I can talk like this every night and we'll be fine. I'm talking about for the personal people in our lives. I have people like this all over my life. I hang out with them all the time. You know I I don't hang out with political people. Now, they all know what I do, but I just hang out with normal people. And because I don't bring it up, I never want to be that guy. I don't talk about it. They'll bring it up to me. Hey, what do you think about this or that? But it's just not a, I'm not, sadly, Chris, I'm not the focus of every conversation when we get together. Anyway, but I find this to be so frustrating. And this is how I look at it. I look at it this way. You are sitting there with your friend. And he's looking at a room full of people. And he thinks these people are real. And he thinks, the, he thinks the things they're saying are true and that he can trust them. And there's 100 people in this room. And the truth is none of the people he's looking at are real. They're all cardboard cutouts that look real. 
with a little recorder behind them playing things that aren't real. What sucks is you just hanging out with him in general, you find that every minute of hanging out with him when you get on these conversations involves you, no, 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 wait here, Norm, hold on, I'll show you. And you have to run up to the cardboard cutout and you have to knock it over and say, see, look, Norm, this was a cutout. Oh, but what he was saying, no, no, see, that's also a recording norm. And then he says, no, but I saw Dr. Jerkwater. And then you got to look around, you got to run over and you got to find Dr. Jerkwater and slap that cardboard mannequin down and say, see, Norm, Dr. Jerkwater, he wasn't real either. No, but I just read on Facebook, my aunt sent me a link. Hold on, Norm, I got to go find that one. And you got to know, it seems endless, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem sometimes like you're constantly untying a knot. And the second you start to get that thing loosened up and start to get it pulled apart, you look and the knot is so much deeper and so much uglier than you ever thought it would be. And But listen, one person at a time, one conversation at a time as well. One person at a time, that's an easy thing to say. A harder thing to say is this. Yes, there are people in your life, undoubtedly, who you cannot save. They're beyond salvage. They most likely are the people who don't want to be saved. They don't want to have to tackle ugh, a late-stage republic and corrupt institutions. Believe it or not, this will be very difficult for someone like you to understand. Many, many, many people do not want the truth. They do not. Many people want comfort. They want ease. Just, hey, just lie to me, man. Just, look, we're all guilty of that somewhat, right? We go to uh, the, we go to the we go to a concert. We go. I take the wife to Trans Siberian Orchestra. She's a huge Trans Siberian Orchestra fan, and there's a guitarist up there with his this ugly guitarist, ugly as sin, but he's got this long hair, and the wife has a thing for long hair, and she does. She'll openly tell it, and I say, well, you like my hair, which is thinning and receding. You like my hair as much as his, right? And she says, oh, absolutely. Oh, she's lying. But that's what I wanted at the time. Just look, just lie to me. This is part of human nature. She's lying. It's fine. But people want to be lied to about not small little stupid things like that, about big things. And that's so hard for us to understand. So are, there are people in your life who you can't say because they don't want to be saved. But there are a bunch of them in your life who you actually can save. It's just going to take time. One conversation at a time. And what I love is I get your emails to the show where you email and you'll tell me things like this. Hey, Jesse, I finally got my boyfriend to start listening. He's coming around. Hey, Jesse, I finally got my wife to start listening. She's coming around. Hey, Jesse, got my brother to start listening. She's co- And I'm not talking about me specifically. That's normally what you're talking about because you write me. It doesn't have to be me. Right? Whatever you think will wake them up. Obviously, selfishly, Chris, one thing I like to know on this show is that we're doing what? We're changing people's lives. But whoever it is, however it is, I don't care if it's Prager University videos. I don't, it doesn't have to be this show. I'm a, I know I'm a little rough around the edges for most. Waking people up one conversation at a time is valuable. It takes time to, to tell Norm that he lives in a world of make-believe. And yes, this new gas stove thing is going to become a thing. Remember, the Enviro-Communist movement They are 100% committed. They are in positions of power now across the West. And I mean across the West. They're in positions of power across all of it. 
and they feel like this is their time. This is their time to pounce. They're not backing away. Joe Biden almost got wiped out in the midterms for gas prices until we drained the strategic oil reserve. They know it's not popular. It's not slowing them down. It would slow the right down. Well, are we popular? I don't want, what about the midterms? It doesn't slow down the communists, all right? Nothing slows me down. You know why, Chris? Because every single night I get eight, nine hours of sleep and geese of dream sheets, baby. Do you, do you know how comfortable sheets have to be to have them for a year? I think we've had a, our geese of dream sheets for a, for a year at least. We have a couple sets, so we always put a fresh set on when one set goes into the wash. We still will wake up in the morning and say, oh, my gosh, these are the best freaking sheets ever. Speaking of Buck Sexton, Buck is actually the first one to tell me about Giza Dream Sheets. Before I ever started working with my pillow. Buck said, dude, you've got to try these staggone things. He actually gave me his promo code back in the day. I got my own promo code now. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. They're selling them as low as $29.98 right now. The best sheets you will ever buy for a screaming deal. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code JESSE, and that's how you get a great deal. Get a couple sets of Giza Dream Sheets. That way. Look, take advantage of the sales when they come around, right? Or you can't get online right now. You're driving. Just call 800-845-0544. All right, Disney. I can't believe we're looking at them for a positive story, but we kind of are. What? Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it! Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Shout out to Chris for giving all the longtime listeners PTSD. For you new listeners, you should just know there's history behind that song. One, that's the theme song of one of the great television shows ever. Two, I can't believe you never saw Happy Days, Chris. You're such a child. You're the, I'm not 80 either. That's all my mom would let me watch when I was a kid. It was the older shows. It was so it was always I was always watching The Rifleman and Happy Days and Mary Tyler Moore and Andy Griffith. All the shows my parents watched. That's what they were comfortable letting me watch. Maybe that's why people call me an old soul, Chris. I always just assumed it's because I'm so mature, but you never know. What, Chris? Anyway, anyway. So you longtime listeners will remember there are I don't understand technology. You know that. And I'm going to get to the Disney stuff here in a little bit, in, in just a minute. You longtime listeners will know that I'm technologically not that good, really. Don't shut up, Chris. I don't know anything about technology. And not only do I not know anything, I've become my father where I'm openly hostile towards it. The second something goes wrong, ah, stupid technology, that's me here in the office. And then Chris and Mike were scrambling around. I don't know anything and I don't want to know anything. There's a microphone sitting here in front of me. There's an on-off button. I sit down and I talk. The rest of it is Chris's problem or Michael's problem. I don't know any of this stuff. So I don't understand how this works, to be honest with you. Right now, as you hear my voice, I'm not in your city. Well, probably. I'm in Houston, Texas. That's where I am. So I'm sitting down. I'm speaking into the microphone. It's a live show. You're hearing me live right now unless you're listening to the podcast over the fact. And yet all these places across the country are hearing me live. So I'm assuming this thing is going from here to somewhere. And then that somewhere is, is getting disseminated to the whole country. Is it getting to is that my close, Chris? Is it getting disseminated to the whole country from here or do we send it somewhere else first? 
Okay, so we send it somewhere else, and then it goes elsewhere. Elsewhere, I don't know how all the megahertz work. I'm not. A, I'm not up to date on all of this, but I do know this. One night, and I think this is just hilarious. One night, something went wrong. Now, what it was, I don't know. Did we? Uh, was it aliens? Did we get hacked by the Chinese? Who knows? But some night, one night, it's months, months, and months ago, the show live. If you were listening live, went dead. And the Happy Days theme song played on a continuous loop. They said for like 15 minutes, Chris, just over and over and over again. The whole country was listening to the Happy Days theme song. I'm sorry. And they thought what's so weird about this business is how uptight everyone gets. Everyone kept emailing in and then all the radio people reached out and they thought I was going to be upset. I think that's hysterical. Why would I be upset? (laughs) Who cares? It's 15 minutes. Plus, that's a great song. I would have been upset if that was some crap band like the Smashing Pumpkins or something like that, Chris. But I'm not upset if it's Happy Days. <laughs> All right, let's talk about fat kids for a second. You know, pause on that before we talk about fat kids. Let's talk about your dog. Why do we actually love dogs? You know, I'm a little rough around the edges. I'm cold and heartless. I don't have human feelings. Yet that idiot jerk dog of mine, Fred, the golden doodle, just a big fluff ball, comes charging me when I get home, and soon I'm down on a knee, snuggling with Fred, and Fred's all over me. And then uh, uh, this morning, I was outside having a cup of coffee. Fred comes and lays his head on my lap until I scratch his ears. And we love dogs because they love us. They are endlessly loyal, and they love us. How do I take care of mine? Well, I make sure he has rough greens once a day. I don't change his food. He puked all the time, so he was always sick. He was always having an upset stomach. He was always doing this thing where he'd shake his head back and forth, trying to relieve his ears. He had these terrible ear infections. I guess golden doodles are prone to them. He doesn't get those anymore. And I don't remember the last time he puked because I found rough greens. Credit to Dr. Dennis Black, Green Beret, I might point out, who also loves dog and came up with a supplement. Not new food. Just look, what we do, I'm not telling you how to use it. Every day we pour one scoop on Fred's breakfast. That's it. He loves it, eats it right up because dog food is dead food. And now he has all that nutrients in his body and Fred's healthy again. So when they're handing out free jumpstart trial bags like they are right now, that kind of a good indicator that it's a good product. They are. Go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash Jesse. I get you a free bag. All you pay for is the shipping. A free trial bag. Go see, see how your dog does, all right? Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. Now, speaking of diet, I saw an article. I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but I saw an article about your kid being fat, about fat kids, your kid's overweight, fat kids needing medical consulting and needing medication. I am not... I'm not judgmental of people who struggle with weight because I would struggle with weight if I wasn't six foot eight. I eat too terribly. I would look like the Michelin man if I was five foot eight. But instead, I'm six foot eight and it's all stretched out all over. And people's bodies are all built differently. Maybe you're too heavy. Maybe that's natural for you. Maybe you look at a cupcake and you gain 10 pounds. Some people can eat whatever they want. It's, I, I get that. But I am going to say this. We have a nation full of obese kids because we don't exercise enough. 
We don't send them outside enough. And I know diet is a common thing people bring up now. And I realize there's a lot of truth to that. There's a ton of truth to that. Oh, no, my kid's obese. Here, would you like your fourth soda and your tenth slice of pizza? I know there's a ton of that. But the reason I push back on that a little is this. We were all eating that way when I was a kid. It was McDonald's and Little Caesars. And and, and you didn't exactly eat healthy when I was a kid. It wasn't, well, only carrots in my lunch today. The difference was... We didn't have the electronic options kids today do. And I'm not the world's parenting expert and would never pretend to be. But I will simply tell you this. With our boys, they have phones. They have smartphones. They have video games we allow them to play. It is all monitored. It is all restricted. And they are so much happier the less time they spend on it. If they have all their chores and stuff done, homework done on a Saturday, and we say, hey, go play video games for an hour, they will. And then we'll make them turn it off. And they're just not as pleasant when they emerge from their caves. And we send them outside, and they're outside throwing things at each other, rolling around, wrestling, having fun. And what do you know? An hour later, they're all smiles and giggles and politeness and kindness again. Send your fat kid outside, all right? Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, it's not right. When I just got done insulting the Smashing Pumpkins, for you to just openly defy me on the air like that, that is such crap. I can't believe you like that. That's terrible. It's No, that's not good. And what's wrong with his voice? All right, well, I'll get to the Disney stuff in a second. Dear Pink Flower. Okay, one, that's not very nice. All right. Dear Pink Flower. I've been working on the backlog of shows I had accumulated since starting my new job and was recently listening to your show from Tuesday when you were speaking about being a good employee. I wanted to share my story as a beacon of hope for millennials like me. I was getting treated like dirt during COVID at my old job. I left that job, found a job that paid more for easier work that practically begged me to show up because of my credentials. When they started treating me like crap, I did the same thing, found an even better job that begged me to come aboard with them. Moral of the story, always put your best foot forward because even if you think your boss isn't seeing the work you're putting in, his competition is. And remember, freedom is not free. I could use his name. His name is Will. You know what? I miss Maria Salazar. Let's check in with her. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean. If you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean. Of course. So conventional war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Listen, thank you. <laughs> All right, quit. A couple, a couple things on this. I brought this up. I'm going to keep bringing this up. As the economy gets worse and we go into some pretty down times, which I've been warning you about, uh, you may go through some tough times. I'm not going to say otherwise. I've been there. But if you're a good employee, you show up on time. You don't leave early. You don't office gossip. You don't return to the boss when he gives you a task until the task is completed because you understand it's your job to make his life easier, not vice versa. You are going to hit homers in this economy. Oh, but my employer sucks. He doesn't appreciate me. Good. Go find a new one. Employers are desperate right now for good employees because this society, as I'm about to get into this Disney news, 
has produced so many turds. So many turds who don't want to do anything. They don't want to show up. They don't want to put in a whole work week. They don't want to do anything extra. I'm going to, I'm going to work my wage or whatever that stupid new thing they're saying is. You, you're the elite. In this economy, in an economy full of turds, you're elite. You're underestimating yourself so you don't think you're elite, but you are. And I'll tell you something else, something that has always served me well. Only focus on what's important. And th- this is what I mean by that. Let, let's, uh, let's talk about me and my job for a second. My, my current job. What do I do? Well, I'm a world-famous author, even though the first book hasn't come out yet. No, no. See, I, all right, I do radio. And I do TV every single night at 9 o'clock. And one thing I hear about all these people in my business is I hear about all these separate concerns they have. Well, I mean, have you heard about the ratings or this guy signed a new contract? How much was his contract for? Oh, no, I'm competing with this guy. Oh, I don't like my microphone at work. I need a new producer. I don't understand. But why does it? Th-? You know what I concern myself with? I sit down and I try to make your day better. Why? Because if I do that, if I sit down every day for three hours try to make your day a little bit better as much as some dumb idiot on the radio can, then everything else comes along anyway. Everything comes along anyway. Just focus on you and getting your job done, and then all the other things you want will come. But Jesse, I want to get promoted. Good. Do your job the best. But Jesse, I want want this. Jesse, I want that. Jesse, I want... All that's going to come... If you don't focus on it and just focus on what you need to do, which brings me to this Disney's CEO, Bob Iger orders workers to return to the office four days a week. I have brought this up before. Some of you get mad at me. I don't care. I'm going to keep bringing it up again. Working remotely. Okay. It's wonderful. I know it is. And if you have a job where you get to, or a job where you have to, and you're making good money, making a good living, you keep doing you. You do your thing. On a macro level, for a nation, it's horrible that we have become a remote work nation. Remote work is not as good as work in the office. It never will be because mind frames matter a ton. I could easily, they let me do my show wherever I want. Uh, Premier, they could have built me a show in my house if I wanted to. Build me one in my closet. I'll just roll out of bed, throw on some gym shorts, and go sit in my closet and do a show. They did on it if I wanted them to. I didn't want to. Why? Because when I'm at home, I'm in a home mindset. I'm thinking about what? Wife, kids, dog, grilled cheese sandwiches, Doritos. I'm thinking about all kinds of things that aren't doing a show that makes you happy. Doing a show that you enjoy. I'm in the wrong mind frame when I'm at home. You are too. Now, I know it's nice. I know the pajama bottoms are nice. I know. It's nice to have a beer at lunch. You do you. Knock yourself out. I want to be in an environment where I feel it's only work here. Well, only work. It's me, Chris, and Michael. I don't know if work is exactly what you'd call it. It's fun, but you understand what I'm saying. On a macro level. It's terrible for our production of an, as a nation that we have now spent two years training employees that I can just do it from home. 
And now so many employees, and this is an economy, as we just talked about, where employees have leverage. Now so many employees simply won't go in. And if you're an employer trying to make them come back, they know they have leverage and they'll simply go to a different employee who will let them stay home. That's good for the individual employee. It is good. Good for you. Maybe that's your situation right now. Good for you. No judgment here. But you should know on a national level, it's awful. There's no substitute, never has been, never will be for being in a professional environment when it comes to relationships and deals and getting to know that that sale you're trying to close or the boss you're trying to get to hire you. Yes, I know there's Zoom and there's text message and there's Facebook and there's all these other things. There's no substitute whatsoever. Shaking someone's hand, sitting down, having some queso and a margarita and discussing in-person life in general. There's no substitute for it. And especially if you're a young, ambitious person new to the workforce and you're wondering, should I go in? Should I stay home? The boss told us we could get up, get a shower, get your pants on and go to the office. All right. That, uh, that Friday afternoon, things have slowed down. You had a good work week. Boss is kind of burnt out. Don't forget. He doesn't want to be at work anymore on a Friday too. He's kind of burnt out. He's thinking, ah, it's not quite five o'clock yet. You know what we need to do? We're going to do a, quote, team-building exercise down at the pub on the corner. Hey, Bob, I see you came in. Most people didn't. That's kind of annoying. Hey, Bob, you want to come down and have a beer with me? A year later, that beer you had with the boss at the pub turns into you in management and the guy at home in his jammies working for you. Just a heads up. Here's another heads up. We're going to move on from all that because we have to talk about shootings, talking to the cops. Teletubbies, Rear Admiral Butt Gig, and much, much more. Before we get to that, let's get to crime. Speaking of technology, I just got done talking about how I don't know about technology. I had no earthly idea home title theft was a thing that even existed. That blew me away. I didn't know home titles were online. If you own a home, your home title's online. And I most definitely didn't know that you could steal them. I said, steal my home? What are you talking about? No, they don't steal your home. They hack into your home title. They forge your signature on it. They did it to my wife and I, by the way, look completely real, 100% real. They'll forge your signature on it and they go start taking loans out against your home. You don't have any idea. You think someone should call you, right? Well, no, the bank will call. There's verification. There's not. You know how you know? When you start getting late notices in the mail, late notices you will throw away because you didn't take out the loan. You don't know anything's wrong. Oh, what is this spam? It's not spam. You're a victim of home title theft. Go to hometitlelock.com and see if you're already a victim. And while you're there, sign up. Hometitlelock.com. They'll detect it. They'll stop it. They can't. They'll make you whole again. Hometitlelock.com. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Reminding you, you can email me whatever you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Email them all into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. 
just want to clarify something really quickly. I'm not going to spend a long time on this. This is from the New York Post, but I knew about it a couple days ago. The headline is, Armed Diner Who Fatally Shot Robber in Houston Restaurant Heist Will Face a Grand Jury. Remember, a grand jury will determine whether or not he'll be criminally charged. This robber, surprise, surprise, is already a felon who'd killed a guy. Comes into some taco shop at night, starts taking everyone's wallet and money. In Texas, you should be real careful when you do things like that. He turned the back on the wrong man who pulled out the pistol on his side and blasted away and killed the guy. Shot him a whole bunch of times. This is all I'm going to say. This is a little PSA for you. One, I hope you never, ever, ever are in a situation like this where you have to kill somebody. I hope you never have to kill somebody. If you are, however, in a situation at any point in time where you have to use your firearm and you have hurt somebody or killed somebody, please, please call a lawyer and have a lawyer present before you talk to the cops. Have a lawyer present before you talk to the cops. All right? That's important. I know the cop may be super cool. Maybe you know him. Maybe, listen, it might not be up to that cop. In this day and age, with a weaponized legal system against you, Maybe, just maybe, he's going to throw you in a dark hole or the DA is going to throw you in a dark hole for the rest of, his, uh, rest of your life. A lawyer every time, all right? And anyone, especially a cop who tells you you don't need one, is lying. Let's do, let's do an email roundup. Did I say it's the start of the final hour? It's not the start of the final hour. It's, it's almost the start of the... If I said that, it's almost the start of the final hour. We need to get some clocks in here, Chris. That's kind of your fault. Dear Shogun, I needed your open on Monday more than I can ever express. I felt alone for more than two straight years. It's been absolutely exhausting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He said, listen, thank you. I just... I opened up last night's show. Go download the podcast if you missed it. If you've been feeling alone, surrounded and alone, no one agrees with you. Everyone you, you live, work, and worship with, they're all against you. People don't think like you think. If that's been your feeling, go just listen to the open of last night's show, okay? You're not alone. But we are going to churn through some emails tonight. Before we get to Teletubbies, I'm not even really sure what that is. I don't know what it is, Chris. Dear visually impaired Jesse, it's not nice. I've heard again that your eyes are failing you and apparently Chris's eyes too. I'm visually impaired too. I was bo- I, only I was born early and so it's all I have known. I have glasses. I don't have the same stubbornness as you do to refuse to wear cool glasses. Not all glasses look bad. Mine are cool looking. Since you're worried about looking cool, you should try to get prescription aviator glasses if they make them. When you decide to go this route, try to take all the credit. Just remember, I was the one who suggested it. No, 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 no. Any good ideas, whether they be policy ideas or personal ideas, that get sent into the show that I end up liking, those become my ideas. 
I have now taken possession. I have taxed your ideas. Your ideas have become mine. I will present them from now on to the nation as my own. And therefore, people will think I'm smarter. Remember, kids, there's no limit to what you can accomplish if you're willing to take other people's work and pawn it off as your own. The sky is the limit. The Joe Biden is proof of this. <laughs> you know what else is you know what else is something good for you? Before I go on to these other emails, before I talk about election denialism, you know what else is good? I'm a big fan of this. Not dying. I like not dying. I like not being assaulted, not being stabbed, shot. I've always enjoyed these things. It's one of my favorite pastimes is not being mugged. I think it's fantastic. If that's also one of your favorite pastimes, may I strongly suggest you go buy yourself a hero arrow, a non-lethal gun. I mean, the hero gun's non-lethal gun. I don't even know if we're still calling the hero arrow a non-lethal gun. It's non-lethal. It shoots a double-barrel pepper gel blast that will work, will save your life. It also has this extremely loud 120 decibel, uh, a decibel alarm on it. I accidentally set it off in the house, and that was not that was not very popular. Trust me, it's very loud. That alone might save your life. Ladies, goes right in your purse. Fellas, right in your back pocket. It's small. It's like the size of a TV remote. Carry it on you always. Don't just buy it. Please don't just buy it. Buy it and carry it. Buy it and carry it. Buy it for the person you love. Hero2020.com code Jesse gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code Jesse. Now, before we get to the election denialism stuff, because there's all kinds of stuff going on in Brazil, let me get to some more of these emails because I'm way behind. I haven't gotten any in forever. Jesse, I've been to a doctor in a long time, maybe two and a half years. Today, I went to a new doctor. We talked for over an hour about COVID lies, vaccine lies. He told me he bought into the lies for two years, then explained the, explained the moment his eyes were open. I'm a nurse, so I'm with doctors all day. Every one of them are still buying into the COVID and vax lie. All of them. I live in very blue Massachusetts. I asked the doctor why so many are questioning nothing. He feels they may feel guilty, so it's better to not see. I'm just thrilled I found a doctor I can trust. I'm thrilled you did too. And I need to reinforce this point for you and myself. And I have to remind the wife about this because, you know, we got kids. I got dentists and doctors and all kinds of things. I have to remind myself, the wife, remind your friends and family as you now live in a late stage republic. Part of living in that is the corruption of all of your institutions. It's not just the institutions of government. All institutions eventually get corrupted in a late-stage republic. Your medical institution cannot be trusted anymore. That sucks. I know it does. The CDC is putting out statements on teaching your kids about trannies in school. All right, your institutions are gone because your doctor very likely is beholden to the medical institution, either the insurance part of it or a gigantic medical group, that creates an added responsibility for you and me. What is that responsibility? You have to vet your doctor now. You do. Look, there are easy ways to do this. It may take some guts. It may take asking uncomfortable questions, doing uncomfortable things. You want to know how to vet your family doctor? Do you have a family doctor? You want to know how to vet him? Ask your family doctor 
if your children should get the COVID vaccine. Remember, there are several modern nations that don't even offer it for children anymore. They've cut it off. The disease is not a threat to your child. The vaccine, quote, vaccine is a threat to your child. We know these things now. Ask your doctor if he would recommend your child get the COVID vaccine. If your doctor says yes, then you don't have a doctor. You have a communist apparatchik, even if he doesn't know what. You need to go find a new doctor. It is time for us to vet institutions we previously trusted. Speaking of institutions we previously trusted, let's talk about election denialism. Hang on. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.